look at what's the worst thing that could happen if this all goes terribly wrong. And then I think about if I could handle that or not. From Money Fit by DRS, it's the Money Fit Show, your weekly podcast about real difficult money stories, overcoming financial obstacles, and tips for building healthy money habits. I'm Todd Christensen, host of the Money Fit Show podcast, and on today's episode, we meet a successful massage therapist turned successful online business owner who shares how she changed her mindset around money to fit the situation. Can you handle the truth? Gail Wood is a massage and spa professional with over 25 years of experience. She opened a day spa and massage center in 2003 and launched her first online business in 2013. Then in 2016, she retired from hands-on massage to concentrate on creating online training, coaching, and courses. She is co-host and co-founder of the Global Wellness Professionals Marketing Summits and the Work Freedom Summit and was inducted into the World Massage Hall of Fame. Yes, you heard me right. The World Massage Hall of Fame, which I think is awesome, and featured as a massage magazine all-star in 2019. Gail's created more than 60 online courses, content clubs, resource bundles, and several eBooks. She lives in Boone, North Carolina with her husband, Dave, and son, Santino. And it is my pleasure to welcome you, Gail Wood, to The Money Fit Show. How are you doing today? I'm great. Thank you so much for having me. It's my pleasure to have you here. And it sounds like you've been busy in the last couple of, uh, even before COVID, right? Oh, yes. I enjoy staying busy. (laughs) All right. Well, I've got a a question to keep us us busy right up front. Uh, I asked this question of a lot of people, um, but did you always want to be in, and I'll just, for kind of what you do, content creator, you know, a lot of people I'd say author, but you do a lot more than that. Did you always think you'd be an author of some, someday? No, I really didn't. Um, I went to massage school because I didn't want to go to college Uh and it looked like, it looked like a field I could get into pretty easily um, and have a good job. Right. But I never even thought that I was good at writing. So I had planned to, you know, just be a massage therapist and run my businesses and keep your head down, your fingers uh, uh, doing the massaging rather than the writing. Yes. And then we'll get into more of this later, but it was actually, you know, wanting to change my lifestyle that made me realize I needed to. You know, I've, I've uh, I shared this with uh, another uh, guest previously that um, I think the most I was surprised I ever wrote a book, but I think the most surprised would have been my high school and college English teachers. <laughs> I don't know uh, what you probably did a lot better uh, in those than I would have. But no, actually, that's part of my story is in high school, I asked if I could write the way that I talk and I was told, nope, that's not <laughs> how you do it. I didn't make good grades on my English pa- papers. So I developed this story in my head that that's something I'm not good at. And I lived with that for a long, long time. And then I thought, you know what, if I'm going to do this online business, I have to get over this story. (laughs) Well, let's, let's, uh, let's talk about this idea of mind, 
mindsets and and uh, stories because that's that's kind of kind of what you're all about, right? Is is mindset mm-hmm. shifts? Definitely. Um, so let's go back. Uh, I think she said it was about a, a decade ago. You described yourself as being burnt out. Uh, was that just professionally, emotionally, financially, kind of all of the above? I'd say all of the above. Yeah. You know, we were like a lot of people in, in 2009, we ended up with two homes, mm-hmm. one that we could not sell to save our lives. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we ended up in foreclosure on that finally, but it was after years of trying to make these two house payments, right. just kind of digging ourselves in deeper and deeper. Yeah. And both of us working as hard as we could and just never, you know, seeming like we could never get ahead of the paychecks. Right. Um, and I started seeing people with these ebooks online and, and online courses. And I thought, you know what? I, I think I could do that too. Yeah. You'd been, you'd been uh, uh, practicing for how long? At that point, I've been practicing for about 18 years. And I definitely you had had some experience and professional, some 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 expertise. Yeah. And I thought, boy, of all the things I wish I'd known back when I went to massage school, I could share that with people and teach them, you know, how to rebook their clients and how to do their marketing. And and so that's what I decided I wanted to to do. Right on. Okay. So let me let me ask you if I can about that. Um that home, that second home, because my wife and I bought our first home in 2005. Um, we we found the exact same home about four months later across town for, um, I, well, actually two months later for about $30,000 more. And then a month later, everything fell out and, uh, and out of the bottom fell out. And we were stuck in that home for, even though we wanted to move for 20 years or 10 years. Um, so it was a hard time for everybody, right? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. You guys had that second home for, and we're, and we're trying for a couple of years. What uh, you, you finally able to, to, to take care of it. The bank sold, end up selling it. Yeah. I mean, we, I took the keys in and I told the bank, I said, you can have it. I can't yeah. do it anymore. <laughs> and it was honestly, it was, I felt so good after that. I was like, I wish I'd done that a year earlier. Because <laughs> a lot of people would think this is the opposite that you'd go in and you're like, oh, it's mm-hmm. just, I, uh, I, I, I'm, I feel like I've just wasted all this time and energy and money and, and it's going to eat at you for years. But you felt more, a little more free at that point. Oh, I did. I, I knew I'd done everything I could do. And it was just, it was the hardest part was just to make that decision to get yeah. to that point and say, yeah, this is what I'm going to do. And, and to know, like, I'm going to do this and it's still all going to be okay. Was that, were you dealing besides that whole, that mortgage debt? Was, were you having to deal with any consumer issues uh, on top of that, that a lot of us uh, deal with, or uh, was that the main thing? But the main thing was the house. We did have a credit card that we were trying to pay off. And as you know, that can take a long time. Yeah. 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 Even if, even if you never use it again. Yeah. So we finally, I, cause I had closed the account. I, cl- I closed the account so we couldn't put anything else on the credit card. And it took us, I'd say five or six years to pay down that credit card. I think it was around $15,000, huh. but uh-huh. you know, you always think you can get ahead. And then of course the car breaks down, the right. dog gets sick. Right. <laughs> 
<laughs> so where, when were you, was that second house? Was that um, like, a, um, it wasn't an investment property. It was just something that you, you guys had to, um, yeah. weekends or. So it was my house. Yeah. It was very oh, okay. small, 900 square foot little house. Yeah. And I met my husband, we got married and had another child. So there were yeah. four of us in this 900 square foot house. <sighs> Okay, I see where this is going. And so we looked around, we found a house that we really liked, a farmhouse on five acres, and it was Mm -hmm. kind of exactly what we wanted. And we thought, well, you know, we'll just rent this house out and it'll sell. Right. And it did it. That was right before (laughs) the the drop. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, So we got approved for the two mortgages. And, you know, when you rent a house, I mean, different things happened. Yeah. You know, a tree fell on it. Oh, okay. I had a renter that moved out and didn't tell us and <sighs> left the house sealed up with no power on. Oh, my. So all the pipes burst. It filled up with mold. Like, if it could go wrong, it did. Oh, wow. Yeah. <laughs> oh, this was the smaller house. Yes. Yes. Yeah. And so oh. we kept fixing it and re-renting it. I finally got to where I was renting it as a vacation rental. Yeah. So that way I could keep an eye on it. I was going to, I would cleaned it. I managed it. um, And then it was in a golf course community. Mm -hmm. So one year when the dues for the community came due, it was about $3,000 and I just didn't have it. Yeah. And I thought I can't keep renting it because without the amenities, who wants to come stay here? (laughs) Right. (laughs) And I just got to the point where I was like, you know what? I can pay this second house payment or I can buy groceries. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Food and, and living versus not. huh? So, that's, you know, that's, that's, I've got, it's gotta be tough because you're doing what so many people are doing for as part of building financial freedom, trying to create this. I mean, it's not, it's not passive income. A lot of people refer to it as passive, uh-huh. passive income, but real estate investment is not passive. Uh, I mean, it's not day to day, eight to five, mm-hmm. but you're doing what you're, what, what you're thinking is the right financial move. And it ends up turning your, your, your life around. Um, and so you're burnout, you get, yeah. you finally, you burn out all the above, you get rid of it. Was that the first step or the last step in kind of changing your mindset of, of uh, getting rid of that home? I'd say that was kind of the first step. Mm-hmm. You know, so, you, so now you're free of the house. Mm-hmm. You're still working. Uh, you're still practicing uh, every uh, all, whatever your normal schedule was, right? Yeah, I was working full time, doing massage. I was volunteering at my daughter's high school and raising a toddler. So mm-hmm. it was just a really busy time. And you're starting to see people, uh, other people, having uh, making, doing something professionally with eBooks, and you're and. And you're this mindset that you were told you're not a writer. That's you're dealing with that still. Yes. What what else were you were you facing uh, that you had you felt you had to eventually overcome to to make changes in your in your career and in your income? You know, I really think it was just um, I don't know. It was just the believing that it it was possible for me mm-hmm. to make money online because at that time you know making money online 
it just sounded kind of scammy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's only, it's not even 10 years ago and yeah, a lot has changed in those 10 yeah. years. Yeah. Nobody was living a laptop lifestyle. Like, I still don't know anybody in person who uh-huh. makes money online, you know, running their own company. Right. Um, so I think I just had to really just do a little dreaming and a mm-hmm. little, you know, having some faith. Um, you know, but I will tell you another thing that we did, and this is a pretty big part of, of our story is um, my husband was working as an electrician. Mm-hmm. And when my son was about two, I mean, we were just looking at each other going, what are we going to do? You know? Right. And, um, and I said, it, you know, I want you to start your own business. Uh-huh. And he, he put his head down in his books and studied, got his contractor's license. And he started his business. This was, this was before you, you started your own online business. Yes. Mm-hmm. So we huh. kind of took turns. And so yeah. I was working really hard at the spa and he was getting his business going. And then, you know, at the point where I was like, oh, maybe I'll try this online stuff. We actually were starting to see the results of that. And we had a little mm-hmm. more money coming in. So I was able to invest in myself, mm-hmm. you know, getting that domain name and taking some business classes and things like that. A lot of people, uh, a lot of people start thinking about starting their own business. They they just think, oh, I want to own a business, and they think of the money that comes in, mm-hmm. um, and that it, that they think of it. It's just you know, I'm I'm just starting a business. It's it seems so so natural, but there's there's a different. Uh, it, it, go back to the term mindset. Uh, I'm not just looking at the money, but I, there's a different way of looking at work once you work for yourself, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. What what was was some of the hard things that you either learned or had had were prepared for or weren't prepared for as you and your husband um, decided to start start your own businesses? Well, I mean, it's just it's a it's a high level of risk, and that in itself is stressful. Mm-hmm. You know, if you don't have customers for a, a few weeks. All the bills for the business have to be paid, plus all your personal bills. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so it's my husband calls it um, pissing it all to the wind. <laughs> yeah. He's like, here we go. Let's just do it. You know, do so kind of jumping off a cliff and just right. have a lot of faith. <laughs> yeah, but that's something that a lot of people aren't aren't ready. There, a lot of people don't like risk. Were you always? Uh, were you risk averse for a long time or was it, have you, is that something that you've always been willing to do is put, put yourself out there? I am not risk averse. I, I kind of like it. Yeah, yeah. Um, I look at what's the worst thing that could happen if this all goes terribly wrong. Mm-hmm. And then I think about if I could handle that or not. <laughs> and it's different for everybody, you know, right. but even when I started my my first business, my day spa as a single mom, when I thought about that, I'm like, okay, what's the, the worst thing that would happen is I could, you know, close down, owe all this money to the bank and have to go move in with my mother. <laughs> I was like, okay, oh. yeah, which, which is a lot more common now than it probably was back then. Right. But I thought, you know, I mean, there, that's not that terrible. I was like, <laughs> okay, I could handle that. So. <laughs> 
what, uh, what was there something that sparked this shift for you guys that, uh, you, you know, you, you were, was there something missing in your life or something that you were dealing with that you wanted to change? What was it that you said, okay, we got to do something different now. What, what was that? You, do you remember a, a conversation or an event or thoughts that were going through your minds? Well, I think part of it was just, we were tired of arguing about money. I mm-hmm. tend to be a bit more conservative mm-hmm. when it comes to the spending. My husband's like, you only live once. Let's have <laughs> some fun. And I'm like, no, we need to pay these debts. Right, right. <laughs> so a very difference of opinion that was causing a lot of, you know, quite a bit of tension and arguments. Yeah. yeah. But you know what? We'll solve a lot of money problems, more money. Okay. <laughs> and we both, I think, could see that. Uh-huh. And we thought, you know what? What we need is, you know, not to cut back. We couldn't cut back a lot further. Right. We didn't have a lot of extras. We needed more money coming in. Mm-hmm. And so it was looking at ways to do that. I, I think that's, you know, a lot of people when they are facing financial issues, sometimes they, they only look at the, cut let's cut we got to cut more cut more mm-hmm. um you have you guys have a, a a history in your families of of small business or uh, entrepreneurship no neither one of us do hmm. so well, well, how did you how'd you figure it out you just uh, online studying or did you have a mentor or just go to the library or um yeah we just kind of figured it out as we went along uh-huh um, you know, I had learned quite a bit running my my day spa. Mm-hmm. So I was able to help him with some of the getting started and getting set up. Um, other than that, yeah, reading everything I can read. I'm always learning. I'm always taking classes. Mm-hmm. So well, what was uh, do you remember something scary, anything scary financially about starting these up that you had? You know, you got them all. You're all set up and and then. Did, did anything happen that you're like, oh man, I'm, I, maybe I should question what I'm doing with this? Well, I mean, I remember some weeks that my husband's best friend who came to work for him mm-hmm. and work for his little company, which was being run out of our basement and his truck that he already owned. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we would put him to work doing our yard work because we had no electrical work to do. <laughs> huh, okay. So that was pretty scary because you're sitting there going, okay, every hour that goes by, I am not only not making money, but I'm going backwards. <laughs> right. right. We got it. We got our, we got an employee who's uh-huh. who we're paying, but we're not paying just to sit there. And Yeah. But I'll tell you what, my husband would, on days when he had no work, he didn't sit in the house and worry. Right. He would go to all the supply houses. He would call everybody he knew. He'd be he'd go out and find work. And there yeah. were times when he would subcontract yeah. for other contractors if he didn't have enough work of his own. Yeah. So, I mean, you do have to hustle. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. When they say side hustle or main hustle, it's got to mm-hmm. still be hustle. Yeah. What, what, uh, what is it like to hire a best friend? I mean, is that, is that risky right there? Probably, but he still works for my husband. Okay. Still, still <laughs> so good friends. They've been best friends since they were five years old. All right. That's good. 
so so then he, his, his jobs his business taking off you guys are getting some of the extra cash mm-hmm. um are you, you're still working you're still practicing at that point yes and 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 you start your your online stuff but you're you continue to practice or do you just go all in oh i continued to practice so i did both for three years okay um, okay until my online business was making enough money that i could look at the numbers and show my husband and i said you know what i really think i could do really well with this if i went all in and and he agreed that it was it was the time to do that so that's a lot of work for three years that's a lot Were, were, were there some sacrifices you you were seeing feeling that you were having to make during those that that really busy busy time um you know i have to say i'm kind of a nerd (laughs) and i just love working all right (laughs) so i mean so i would say yeah there were there were some sacrifices but you know i would go to my day job and i really just worked on my little online business whenever i had a spare moment Mm -hmm. and to me it was it was fun and exciting how, how did you decide that you were going to get into selling courses? I mean, that's, you know, some people, most people can get the idea of, okay, I'm going to write a book and I'm just going to make an electronic version, publish it. But where did, where did the online courses come from? Is it you had taken enough that you're like, well, I can do this now or. Yeah. Or, well, as a massage therapist, um, I have to get continuing education every year. Right. And so I'd been to those classes every year and you know conferences the local regional yeah all that kind of stuff and with with varying quality and i definitely was like oh i could definitely do this because (laughs) i've taken a lot of business classes for massage and i definitely know better than or more than these people (laughs) yeah so and i all of my classes i really focused on like how to make money in your massage business yeah so i had a little different spin on things instead of just uh mm-hmm. um how to do the how to do the therapy or how to build clients but make it profitable yeah yeah i remember in in uh one of my college classes i remember the day i remember the t- sitting around the table with about five or eight of us it was a small class learning that that professional the experts wasn't some unknown group out there that we always talk about. They, they know this, they say this, but that it could be those at that table. Yeah. And it sounds like you came to that table um, through a lot of your own personal experience and and self-guided type um, courses that you're doing. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Is that, is that one of the mindsets that, that you, that, you think this, I couldn't have done this, done it without that. Right. Yeah. I think that definitely, I mean, when you're doing something like starting an online business from nothing, you, it's a daily practice to kind of keep yourself motivated and give yourself those pep talks. And, Mm -hmm. you know, like I am good enough. (laughs) I am smart enough. (laughs) Right. Because there's so many people like me. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Well, okay. So that you you've you've been doing quite well, and um, what's a content club? Can I ask that? That came up in 
you buy yeah. one. Yeah. So I was teaching these marketing classes to massage therapists and I was saying, you know, do your social media regularly, send your email newsletters to your clients, you know, make your website nice. And they're like, mm-hmm. oh, yeah, that's great. But who has time to make all of this, oh, these okay. images and these articles and mm-hmm. write blog posts? And I thought, you know what? I do. And for a monthly fee, I'll do it for you. Got it. And so I launched the content club. This is just an idea I had one day. And I sent out an email and I said, hey, it'll include 10 images a month and two blog post articles. Who wants it? 70 people signed up on the first day. So I just like happened upon this niche that that did very well for me. And I, I ran that for five years and I just kept expanding it and adding more stuff. And it was yeah. so fun. And, and you're, you're uh, using online tools to create the content, uh, the, the art or the images. Yes. I started creating them myself, which is not one of my zones of genius. <laughs> okay. So once I had, but I was slightly better than the people that were buying the content from me. <laughs> <laughs> right. You know, and then that, that means that they're willing to pay somebody else. And then I, I ended up getting a virtual assistant with some graphic design skills. And uh-huh. I would pick the images and the quote or what I wanted on the image. And she would put it together for me and create the actual images. So that really up leveled my club. <laughs> nice. So you guys, uh, you dealt with your your credit card that got that paid off. I think you said mm-hmm. five years, right? You you took care of the the second mortgage on or the, the home on the uh, the mortgage on the second home, um, and you're earning more money than you were before. Mm-hmm. Um, which, uh, if we all believe, will we'll solve all problems. Are there are there, is there are there challenges or different? Things that you didn't expect by by having a better income that came up that you were surprised by? Just the taxes. <laughs> <laughs> so we've gotten better about planning for our taxes, but with um, you know, with two businesses and different profit and loss statements each year, it's hard to plan perfectly for taxes. So yeah, we usually end up owing. Um, that I think is the main thing. Yeah. Do you, uh, are you guys both incorporated early on? He did, and then I just incorporated last year. Uh huh. Um, did you, did, is that I mean, mostly it's for um, you know, liability. A lot of a lot of people is for liability, but you're you're with employees. You have at least contractors now. I yeah, I only. But, I use independent contractors yeah. and I just went with the advice of my accountant. She said, yeah. you're not ready yet. You're not ready yet. And then all of a sudden <laughs> she was like, Oh, it's time. Okay. <laughs> a lot, a lot of people who are starting are, are worried that they may not even be able to afford a, uh, an accountant. Like I do a lot of, a lot of people want to try and do that all on their own. Would that have been, uh, would that have held you back if you were still doing all that yourself? Well, I did for many years and it was me doing it all myself. Looks like me in January trying to recreate 12 months of books <laughs> because I it's I just don't like it. <laughs> so I don't do it. <laughs> so the mind, yeah, there's another mindset of control giving it was giving over a little control to of of your 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 numbers, giving that up and let somebody else do it. Yeah. I have found that when you 
hire a team member or elevate yourself in some way, you know, it pushes you to be better. Mm-hmm. Like now I'm like, okay, now I have to pay a team member. Now I have to pay an accountant. I have to get even better. Yeah. <laughs> so I find it a good way to push myself out of my comfort zone. Nice. Yeah. That's a, that's a great point. You, you become responsible uh, for, for somebody else. And, uh, and it does, I would imagine it does. So, um, so as, as you look back over the last 10 years, um, what were, what would you say some of the, the, the best tools or resources or, or, or where did you find the best support? Uh, I mean, it sounds like you and your husband were each other's, of course, real strong supports throughout this uh, and encouraging. Um, what else would you say would, would be a tool that, or, or a resource that you took advantage of that you, you really um, are grateful you did it, uh, even if you, only in hindsight? You know, I think one of the best things that I was able to do is to, you know, stop beating myself up for past decisions that I made. Mm-hmm. Yes, I ran up a credit card. Yes, I went into foreclosure, but I don't have to let that mean that I can't handle credit now mm-hmm. or that I'm not allowed to borrow money or take a risk. Mm-hmm. You know, so really we we were just able to you know just to keep going and to keep moving forward. So I'd say one of the biggest things that we did, though, was we really learned to keep our savings account um, at a certain level. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And that's probably the biggest thing is that will keep you from using credit that you don't need to be using or that you shouldn't be using. Yeah. Using credit unwisely Mm -hmm. or impulsively. Yeah, Yeah. exactly. Um, Yeah. There's a lot of people that will say that, that, that teach don't ever use credit and and then they'll ask me, so how do I build credit to buy a home? I'm like, okay, so you want to build credit without using credit. Right. <laughs> and actually, there are some methods that are just coming up uh, out in the last few mm-hmm. years that, to get to that point. But yeah, it's it, it's not the credit itself that's the problem. It's it's using it, right? How, how we use yeah. it. And I, yeah, and I think that's the other thing too is, you know, there's so much advice out there. You can read all these books. You can read Dave Ramsey. And different people like that, but the plan's got to work for you as mm-hmm. a person. You know, mm-hmm. Dave Ramsey will say, never ever have a car payment. Mm-hmm. Well, if driving a car that breaks down every month is super stressful, then mm-hmm. you can decide for yourself if it's worth paying that extra money yeah. in interest to have that car payment. <laughs> and of course, as business owners, using that, if especially if you're using a vehicle for business. Yeah. Yeah. So there are a lot of situations where, yeah, it's all situational. Like my husband has to buy trucks sometimes. His account will be like, you have to go buy trucks. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, buy a truck. Yeah. Yeah, I don't get that at all. Nobody tells me that. um, So, yeah, it's, I I think that the biggest challenge is sometimes people hear one piece of advice or, or advice from one person. And that's the only one that they'll ever accept. You know, and that, it sounds like you have, have very broad, have made, made a point of having a very broad uh, 
self-education on running your business and your finances. Yeah, but that I mean, that was over time because I did. I really thought for a while, like, oh, we have to just pay off debt and then live this certain way. And it and it was through, you know, just taking other classes from other people about money and watching, you know, our friends. We have some friends that really leverage like credit card points for travel. So mm-hmm. we started doing that too. And just yeah, just opening my mind a little bit. Yeah. There's always multiple options to to reach a goal, I feel like. Yeah. Yeah. I think I think that's that's my concern is so many people are so close to any other kind of advice than what what the one that they already heard. So that's mm-hmm. thank you for for sharing that. Do you have speaking of <laughs> do you have one piece of advice? Uh I mean you, you mentioned the savings. Um but that that you would say, hey, this this is something that I I wish I had we had done earlier on, or that has made a real big difference in our lives. Um, I think you know, listening to each other more and communicating more about it. Because I, I had I had a period of time where my husband would be like, "Well, let's do it this way," and be like, "No, that's wrong." <laughs> okay. So I think just, you know, compromise, compromise would be a good, a good way to look at it. Because the thing is, money, ultimately, it's, it causes a lot of stress, but there's so many other things. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, just being able to forgive yourself and forgive your your partner and learn from your mistakes and and keep trying yeah i imagine yeah well uh, uh i mean i i don't know a lot of the tools of either of your trades um mm-hmm. but like any of the tools that you guys are are expert in money is just another tool and it's not like if you make a mistake with your tool you're like i'm never going to use that tool again right right it's, yeah okay well let's figure out how to use it right so and then and then I would also say you know what there's it's it always feels better to to do something to take some kind of action than to sit around and stress out and worry. Mm-hmm. So I always look at like what can I do? Mm-hmm. I remember and this was years ago when I was pregnant with my daughter um when I was with my first husband and you know we were very young. We were about 20 and having mm-hmm. a baby. And I thought, you know what? I have a bunch of stuff I'm not going to want anymore after this baby. And I just went out and had a little yard sale. And this lady pulled over and she was like, oh, you're so pretty and so cute. I want to give you some money. <laughs> okay. <laughs> she was like, I have, she was a hippie. She was like, I haven't done my tithing yet this week. Uh-huh. She gave me $50. And I've just <laughs> always kind of created those types of situations uh-huh. by just, you know, saying, what can I do? Yeah. You know, what can I do now? Yep. Can I, can I clean somebody's house? Can I, um, you know, I don't know. Well, it's it's hard to hard to create opportunities for uh, for serendipity if you're you're not creating any opportunity. Period. Yeah, yeah. And you never know where stuff where stuff will lead. You know, yeah. even now I'm in a transition period with my business. I've actually closed Massage and Spa Success mm-hmm. and started a, a second business. 
Mm-hmm. And a couple of days ago, I renewed my um, skincare license online. I thought, yeah. you know what? I might need that. I might need to go do skincare or massage a few days a week. And that's mm-hmm. fine. Yeah. So I'm just kind of pre- preparing. Yeah. <laughs> you are, a, you're creating the opportunity for luck. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, hey, speaking of, of your business, uh, where, where can listeners find you online, connect with you, either uh, your business site or, and or uh, social media? Yeah, so my website is elevatewithgail.com, mm-hmm. and that's where you'll find some of my ebooks. Um, I've got some home study courses. You can jump onto my mailing list if you want to hear my Monday motivation and um, and different emails that I send out throughout the week. So that's probably the best place to find me. And from there, you can check out my Instagram and Pinterest. Awesome, as well. Very good. Well. Uh, I, Gail, I really appreciate the time uh, you spent with us and uh, your willingness to share some of uh, your own personal finance history. I mean, it's uh, you and I were talking earlier that the the more open we are with our own challenges, the easier it is for everybody to be open and learn from them. I agree. And we need to talk about money a lot more. Mm -hmm. I try to talk to my kids about money as much as possible. And I I don't know about you, but I was raised with the kind of the belief that it was rude to talk about money. Uh, uh, It's uh, (laughs) money is a vulgar topic um, of conversation. Yeah, that's that's pretty common still, unfortunately, still common in, in, in many households. Yeah. So I appreciate what you're doing. And it was fun to talk about some different things. Awesome. Well, thank you very, very much. Uh, I'm going to I'm going to say thank you again to uh, Gail Wood, my uh, host, uh, my my guest today. Um, and then uh, to you, our listeners, thank you for joining us. Uh, do please check out our podcast archives at moneyfit.org slash podcast. And if you would, please like this on your uh, uh, podcast platform or app, subscribe to it uh, so that we can grow our visibility and others can find it more easily as well. And until the next time, please stay money fit and stay well. Mm